to our brand new show It's not that complicated, so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Jamie, look, I, I, I don't know if the podcast is the best place to say this, but um, I just wanted to let you know that I'm really sorry for your loss, okay? Uh, I, I... No, 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 it's a, you, you don't have to say anything. I Look, I know it's a tough time, okay. and it's a tough time for everyone, but especially for you, because of your loss. Uh, of course, uh, I'm talking about the death of Gunnosaurus Rex. Uh, the <laughs> beloved Arsenal mascots, uh, and I know this this has brought you down during these times. And uh, I know often we're a jokey, jokey kind of podcast. You know, we make the giggles, we make the hoo has, we make the hee hees. I'm not sure we make the hoo has. That's a different thing. But uh, the death of Gunnosaurus Rex, the beloved mascot of uh, Arsenal FC, is is not a laughing matter. Thank you uh, for your kind words. Uh, of course. Uh, around mid 2018 I did have the opportunity to meet uh, Carnosaurus uh, and they say never meet your heroes but there's a photo of me meeting Carnosaurus and and goodness gracious if it isn't the biggest smile I've ever had in my life and I'm I'm absolutely proud of that fact and I am truly devastated this week uh, that my club has decided in the middle of a pandemic that it can't pay a fucking man who stands in a fucking costume (laughs) And they've been doing it for 27 years and they pay people like £100,000 a week but they can't afford this guy's like probably like 10 grand salary but it's you know it, it, it is a it is a devastating loss um, now uh, am I willing to accept that the only reason that I got to meet my good friend Gunnosaurus is because a good friend of mine had a connection at, uh, with someone who owned a box in the uh, Arsenal football stadium and so in fact I was uh, very much contributing to the unfair systems that I very much proclaim through my political beliefs should be torn down. No, I'm not willing to make a comment on that at this time, but uh, this this is the only public statement I will make, uh, which is, hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. It was your birthday this week, Alexander. You got a whole year older. This is cute. Did you have a birthday cake? Did you blow out candles? Uh, no, no. Uh, we had a birthday cupcake. It was a good Oh, that's better. That's better for the tum-tum. That's real good. Well done, Alexander. <laughs> I don't know why I've committed to this voice. <laughs> this is, uh, the, I assume the voice you use in bed. And uh, you're definitely <laughs> quite disturbing. Um, absolutely. Well, happy birthday, dear Alexander. Congratulations on successfully um, managing another trip around the sun, which actually, you know, given the last trip around the sun, that's actually something to probably be celebrated. Um, I'm very sorry that I couldn't uh, be with you in person uh, to celebrate, but of course we will celebrate soon. And what better way to celebrate than watching uh Yet another Toy Story film. What an incredible episode we have laid out. What a birthday present. Spending two hours talking with me about Toy Story. I don't think I would wish uh, anything more uh, on on uh, my my least enemy 
I I could I struggled. I I you know what I was trying to do. I was trying to flip. The least enemy. I was trying to. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't. I would. You know. I wouldn't do any less on my worst enemy. You know. I was trying to flip that, and it didn't really work. That that's for Jamie. How's your week? Fine. Did I do an? I got a parking ticket this week. Um. Oh. Yeah. You know. I should really think about actually interesting things that I did, but that was just the first thing that came to my brain. Um. I parked mm. in a disabled spot right outside my house that I'd never realised was a disabled spot. Um. So I won't be making that that mistake again. But that was a very expensive, um, mistake to make. Um. Did I do anything else interesting this week? I don't know. I'll I'll ask my girlfriend who's very quietly sitting <laughs> next to me. Ellen, did I do anything interesting this week? I'm going to take her uh, extended silence as a uh, strong maybe. Um, so if we do come up with anything interesting, I will make sure to let you know as soon as possible. Uh, but please, until that moment, um, I will be pleading the fifth. Uh, so considering clearly nothing interesting happened to me this week and, um, you know, I don't really care about your birthday anymore because that was on Wednesday. Stop celebrating. Look, you get one day, Alexander. Look, you gotta you got to put it behind you. You're not important anymore. The only thing that's important is Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Of course, we talk about him every single week. People who have listened to this podcast before know that we talk about him every week and that there are aliens. Aliens have invaded. They want us to prove our worth to join the United States of Space. There is a whole load of other stuff going on. Uh, Flomatron 8 is a planet that is currently in leaving the United States of Space through, through a process called Flexit. There's a you know, small boy, bitch boy leader called Trevor Tramon. There's a whole bunch of baby Yodas that may or may not have died at some point. It's fine. Listen to another episode. You want to hear about that because we've got a big announcement, Alexander. As you know, around about four or five weeks ago, the aliens let us know that Tom Hanks wasn't, uh, wasn't cutting the rough. What's the saying? What's the saying? It wasn't cutting cut the rough. I think is a sex term. Okay. Not uh, that. Um, uh, there's the making the cut. That's but that potentially yeah. would work, but it wasn't Which what I, I was going for. There's definitely a saying with the word "rough." the cheese. There's de- there's cutting the jib. There's cutting the cheese, but none of that. Cut there's the definitely jib, a saying the with the word "rough" in it, and I can't. Well, there are lots of sayings with the word "rough" rough in it. Um, Diving into uh, the rough. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. So Tom Hanks wasn't diving into the rough, Um, and so we needed to come up with a sequel, and thus we have been giving clues week on week about who that potential sequel will be about. Uh, if we can do the quickest rundown of all of your clues, Alexander, because this week we are revealing their identity. But I want to give our dear listeners one last opportunity to, in their brain, try and take a guess uh, of who it may be uh, before we reveal their identity. And of course, for that, they will need your lovely clues. I'm trying to think if I remember all my clues, but we'll give it a yeah, go. Yeah, neither do they're I. Don't worry. Just, just, just remember breathe. some of them. <laughs> They were 50 feet tall. They breathed radioactive fire. Yeah, they course. were there when Jake Cheney shot that guy. They were caught soliciting prostitutes in West Hollywood in the 1990s. Uh, they had an affair with the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, at some point in the 80s or around that point, uh, they were the spokesperson for the AK-47 at trade shows. They were number 53 on the Billboard Top 100 country music charts. And, of course, uh, they were taking a shit Ale- on the Alleg- Alexander, bus. Alexander, I beg Allegedly. you, we are, we are, we are right in the middle of an election. Uh, you have to, we, we cannot get sued. Allegedly, they were on Allegedly. the Access Hollywood bus. <laughs> they were taking a shit on the Access Hollywood bus. Well, Donald Trump was uh, making the statement that would end up in the famous Axis Hollywood tapes. Okay, thank you very much. Um, now, of course, if you haven't, if, I mean, if, if somehow you haven't managed to guess their identity from that, um, my clues, 
um, have been that uh, they've never appeared in a film with Tom Hanks. Uh, their name has never been a top 50 most popular name in the United States uh, at any point in history. Um, they've appeared in a movie musical. They've appeared in a superhero movie. Um, what else have I said? Uh, this person has a connection to... Shakespeare. That's probably my favourite clue, and I will reveal why in a minute. Um, this person has a connection to Shakespeare. Uh, I can't even remember what my clue last week was. I think it was something like, oh, um, this uh, this person's first credit, the first film we will be reviewing, will require us to watch something on Disney Plus. Um, and there may have been some other clues, but uh, I will give our, our dear listeners just a few moments of silence. Get your guesses in. This is for you only. This is just personal bragging rights. Uh, have a thought. Who do you think we're going to say announce? Say it out loud. And then, yeah, say it out loud. Absolutely, scream it to the heavens. Just, just turn, turn around. Go grab your mum from the kitchen and just scream in her face. Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, you'd be really dumb if you did that because I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's never fit in a superhero movie. But you know, pick pick another name. Um, so I will give you uh, a moment silence to do that. Uh, and Alexander, I will warn you, uh, please do get ready with uh, your best drum roll sound effect. Sure. Okay, I think that's that's plenty plenty time, even for the longest possible name you could be shouting. So, Alexander, drum roll, please. Our next <laughs> podcast will be about... <laughs> Not great, <but> okay. <laughs> Anne Hathaway! Godzilla's brother, Jeff. <laughs> what? You. What do you say? <laughs> I said Anne Hathaway. Uh, you said Godzilla's brother. Jamie, that's brother. not what we agreed. <laughs> Jamie, we agreed we were going to do all the films of Godzilla's brothers. Jeff. Okay, well, um, we'll we'll, we'll hash that out. We'll speak. We'll speak to our uh, our, our agents. Um, <laughs> Who, who's Anne Hathaway, Jamie? What kind of films has she been? Well, in? Anne Hathaway has famously been in movie musicals such as Les Miserables. Has been in a superhero movie, The Dark Knight. Uh, their first credit. Uh, well, ignoring a TV show, which we're not going to watch. Sorry, guys. Um, their first credit is a movie that's on Disney Plus called The Princess Diaries. Um, and, of course, very famously, she shares the name with William Shakespeare's wife, who was also called Anne Hathaway. There was my lovely clue. Now, Alexander, I was speaking to a friend uh, this week uh, who informed me that your first clue, that they are 50 feet tall and breed radioactive to fire, may not have actually been a fake clue and might have been an actual reference to a real Anne Hathaway film. Is that correct? Uh, there is an Anne Hathaway film in which she plays a giant uh, robot that destroys Seoul, South Korea, <laughs> uh, which is a good film. I've seen it. Um, you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's about alcoholism and depression. It's a fun time. Fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really... I'm, I have to say, uh, my girlfriend is very excited to watch a lot of Anne Hathaway films. Um, I am famously on this podcast. I don't like rom coms, uh, and there's 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 a lot of rom coms. There's 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 a few rom coms on there. There's also just a lot of um, films where I would not imagine I am the target demographic. Uh, so so I'm 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 hesitant. I'm very hesitant, especially because I know my girlfriend really likes say Ella Enchanted. Um and Enchanted's get whoa 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 I've whoa. not seen it. I don't go, know Alexander. Go get, go get a go get a bar of soap and wash I have, your I've not seen it. I've not seen it, Alexander. Wash your filthy but, mouth out, Jamie. You've been a bad boy and you're spreading lies <laughs> in here this I did not say it was shit, bad. Jamie. I did not you say it was bad. You clean out your mouth like you clean out your bum, all right, with a bar of soap. But Alexander, you you know me. As a human being, 
legitimately, do you feel like Ella Enchanted is exactly my kind of film? Uh, Jamie, do you like uh, the Monty Python crew? Because they're in it. Do you like Hugh Dancy from the award-winning TV show Hannibal, in which he plays not Hannibal the Cannibal, but Hannibal's friend Will? Will Hannibal's friend Uh, Will. Because he's in that. That's great. Do you like stop-motion kung fu? That's in it too. Do you like elves who are kind of Irish, but also kind of not? Fan, you know, Al, Who doesn't love Irish Al, I, you know, I was hesitant, and then you it's just listed off um, what I would put in my own version of the Mary Poppins song. Uh, these are a few of my favourite things. <laughs> so, so obviously, uh, I must, I must get hype. So, of course, yes, we are going to be uh, reviewing chronologically reviewing the entire IMDb of Anne Hathaway. Uh, now, you might be asking, dear listeners. Well, what what's the podcast going to be called? Um, good question. We haven't figured that out yet. Uh, <laughs> we 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 know that uh, at least this the season, season, the season will be called "Where There's a Will, There's Anne Hathaway," unless you all hear that and message us and tell us it's dumb. <laughs> In which case, we'll do whatever you want. Please, just just please <laughs> tell us what to do. We're really worried. We don't know what to do. Well, the, the name of the podcast is probably going to change, but we're not really sure what to do. We're figuring it out. It's fine. It's only three it's- weeks away, guys. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. We're really prepared. We haven't had six guys, weeks to prepare guys, for this. Guys. If we just run out of the clock, it'll just stay being Hank's Bank and I'll witness our No, that's a really bad idea. We can't have our podcast called Hank's Bank. We all have found Anne Hathaway. That makes no sense. Anyway, we'll... we'll put a we'll, colon in it. People will love it. They'll love the colon. Everyone goes mad for yeah, everyone goes mad. And when there's a will, there's Anne Hathaway. It's already a really long title. If we're adding more onto the beginning of that, that's going to be really no, confusing. but we're not changing the podcast title. The podcast title remains the same. Then it's just season. There we go. Anyway, anyway. this is when the production spills over to the main thing. Guys, we're running out the clock. We are already... I don't know what talk I'm thinking about. Jamie, uh, of course, we watched what film this week? We watched Toy Story 4, and we do have to get into it. Obviously, it's a huge, huge episode. Um, So, yeah, that's that's fun. Yay, fun. We're doing Anne Hathaway. Message us if you think that's a dumb idea or what you think the name of the podcast would be or or any way of resolving our (laughs) arguments. That would be fantastic. But we must now move on and talk about Toy Story 4. Obviously, people who have listened to the podcast before know that before we get into the film, we do a little bit of film context and a little bit of historical context. Now, anyone who listened to last week's episode knows that very famously, I unilaterally decided to remove the historical context section from this show. Um, Alexander, have you unilaterally decided to reinstate the uh, historical context for this week? Oh, sure. I decided that I just wasn't going to do my job because that's a great <laughs> idea for the last like four episodes of how Thanks, bang, Jamie. Jamie, while we still have the power to call this podcast the name that God intended, no matter what, all right, I will stand here and I will do the dumb historical context that I never wanted to be part of this. You, you brought this into the show. This was a you thing, all right? and I think it has and created some I fantastic content up until death, this point. Jamie, you brought it into this world, and I will bring it out of this world. Do you remember Notre Dame built, burning down, Jamie? I did. That was really sad. I was incredibly upset by that. When, when, when did this? Film- Come out, Alexander. 2019. Good. Uh, do you remember uh, Harry and Meghan uh, having a baby? Oh, wait, what? No, 
I actually don't. Harry, Megan had a baby? Holy shit. You... I can't tell you... this is a joke. No, 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 no. I'm being 100% real. I did, I did not remember that Harry and Megan had a baby. I remember them getting married, but I don't remember them having a baby. I remember Kate and Will having like six babies, but I do not remember Harry and Megan getting married, uh, having a baby. Um, They had baby Archie. Oh, yeah, because it was called... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor. Strong name. Um, yes, thank you. Oh, shit. How many films are there in 2019? Um, I think second, well, the next one's um, Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which I think is 2020? No, I think it's 2019 because it's open for the 2020 Oscars. Oh, I'm going to quickly no. check oh, this up no. to make sure I don't just oh, steal no. this. I'll just, I'll just have to not do historical context next week. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh no. you're going to have to do it, you get. <laughs> One sec, you're gonna have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, all right? One sec. Of course, a beautiful day in the neighborhood came out in 2019, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave uh, Jamie the possibility of some facts. I don't know. You <laughs> just, I'll just, thanks. I'll just have to remember which ones you used. <laughs> oh no, of course. Uh, Theresa May resigns as Prime Minister of Great Britain in June last year, Jamie. Jesus. That's how long it has been, all right? Oh, such fun. Which means Boris Johnson became Prime Minister that year, which meant there's, there's a <laughs> Boris. What, were those votes in no confidence in the government? I can't remember. There was definitely an election held, uh, of which the Conservatives won again. All the fun. Woo! All the fun. Uh, protests in Hong Kong went kind of badly. The US uh, women won the uh, Football World Cup. Um, I think that's it. There's not a lot of... Jeffrey Epstein dies by suicide in prison. Sorry. Air quotes suicide um please please give it its correct denotation this seems to be one of those conspiracy theories that everyone believes in and yet i give zero shits for (laughs) people like how did jeffrey epstein die and i'm like he killed himself and they're like but how could he kill himself and i'm like i don't know people kill themselves in jail they have this like sure uh greta thunberg sailed across the ocean to go to the un to be like don't be dum-dums global warming is bad all right we don't like global warming. It's going to be bad. Uh, there was the first all-female uh, spacewalk. Jamie, that's some good news. That's going to be good news. And uh, we all learned that vaping is bad in 2019. All right? <laughs> Did we? You shouldn't vape. Don't <laughs> do it, guys. Sure. Okay. I'll continue to not vape. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie's going to continue just to smoke pure cigarettes <laughs> i have quit cigarettes for six years thank you very much no you've not, actually not to six, be fair way less than six but for what was probably a defining aspect of your uh, mystique uh, <laughs> for many years as i knew you uh, you did just stop and then stopped which you know yeah, well, yeah. well done yeah, yeah no no i i top tip to anyone who smokes at university go smoke at university i'll 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 absolutely t- tell anyone fucking go for it have a smoking phase feel free to be the you know everyone should experience being cool for a little bit um but uh just tell yourself look i'm gonna stop smoking when i graduate and then just do it like you just you just mentally tell yourself well i just I'm a, if I'm a student, I can smoke. That makes sense. But oh, once I graduate, I'm an adult. That's weird. I can't smoke then. And then just do it. And then just don't have any cigarettes. And then maybe have one more cigarette like three years later and make it almost make you vomit. Uh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so thank you very much for your uh, information about uh, the year 2019. I, of course, have some film context about this lovely film, Toy Story 4. Before we dive into that, let's give a short, brief uh, plot summary. 
Uh, this follows the uh, new character Forky, uh, which is a uh, spork made by uh, Bonnie, uh, who's played by Tony Hale. Uh, <laughs> Forky, not Bonnie. Um, uh, and he and Woody get lost. They eventually get reunited with um, Bo Peep. And the story is about them trying to get back to the rest of the toys and Bonnie. Shockingly, guys, it's a Toy Story film. And Woody and someone else get separated from the rest of the crew. And then the film is about them trying to get back together. It's a real... They really pushed the boat out on this one, guys. Don't know how they did it. Um... So, Toy Story 4 comes out in the middle of 2019, uh, and it makes over a billion dollars on a $200 million budget, uh, which makes it the eighth highest growing f- grossing film of 2019. Nine films in 2019 made over a billion dollars, seven of which were released by Disney. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, Guys, it's getting ridiculous. as it turns out, you shouldn't feel bad that you didn't buy Mulan on Disney Plus yeah. when they're trying to charge 30 bucks for it because fuck Disney, they way, made way too much money. Yeah. Turns out monopolies aren't great. But you know what? Am I going to be tuning in day one Christmas Day when the new Pixar film comes out this year? Is At that Christmas the, Day? Coming out on Christmas Day. Holy shit, I'm definitely going to be watching that. I know. I know but Pixar's and different. Pixar's actually decent. I know. Right? But isn't that crazy? Because that the conversation we're having is the exact conversation the marketers had. They were like, let's drop it on Christmas Day. And then everyone will be like, what the fuck? It's coming out on Christmas uh, Day. Holy let me tell shit. you what, my friend. Doing your first Christmas in a different country without anyone you love save for your girlfriend is going to be tough and watching Soul is going to provide a societally acceptable outlet to cry it'll be great <laughs> just play it on loop the whole day so you can just be like no no it's fine I'm just crying at Pixar again um, exactly I don't miss anyone I love I've got Pixar <laughs> Um, it won Best Animated Feature uh, at the Oscars, becoming the first ever franchise to do that twice. Um, it's, of course, got the same old voice cast we are used to, but Tony Hale, uh, I mentioned, uh, who plays Buster in Arrested Development, um, joins as Forky. We also have Key and Peel coming in as Ducky and Bunny. Uh, Christina Hendricks plays the antagonist, Gabby Gabby. Uh, and there are also cam- uh, cameos from uh, Keanu Reeves uh, as a stunt rider who I've forgotten the name of i thought i apologize duke kaboom, duke kaboom. canada's greatest star. um and and of course alexander returning one of our favorite characters from the toy story shorts combat carl played by carl weathers um has a little cameo in this which is great fun uh, it was officially announced in 2014 four years after toy story 3 but then went through quite a, a significant number of rights and rewrites um a lot of them are in uh you know uh Pixar writers of, uh, of their regular um, team, but also Rashida Jones uh, wrote uh, one of the uh, copies of this. Uh, I think she was the second script and then it was rewritten again. Um, Tom Hanks uh, once said that the uh, film's ending of this is a moment in history. Uh, bit, bit up himself there, Tom. Come on, calm down. Just a fucking yeah, cartoon. Um, um, John Lasseter, uh, who is uh, who directed the first two um, uh, Toy Stories, uh, as well as a bunch of other Pixar stuff, uh, apparently reportedly told uh, Annie Potts, the voice actress of Bo Peep, uh, that her absence in the third movie was because they were, quote, saving her for the fourth, despite the fact they were never originally planning on making a fourth one. So that's just a lie. It's just a lie, John, and it's very see-through. Um, 
Uh, of course, very uh, sadly, Don Rickles, who uh, played the voice of Mr. Potato Head, uh, passed away before this was um, made. In twenty seven, he passed away in twenty seventeen. But his family actually contacted Pixar and said, "Look, is there any possible way we can get him into the film? Um, because it's you know it's part of his legacy. They they wanted him, wanted him to be uh, in there. Uh, so Pixar went back and found you know unused lines from records of Toy Story three and Toy Story two, um, and managed to insert a few of those." into the film so he still got um, uh, a credit and remembered in the film which is very sweet um, there's uh, a fun little um, uh, what what do you call those easter egg um, in the uh, antique shop uh, as there is an homage to the original inspiration for Toy Story uh, I believe we talked about it in the Toy Story episode uh, there was the uh, Pixar short Tin Toy about a Tin Toy Soldier uh, and that Tin Toy Soldier appears in the antique shop uh, and my final fun little fact uh, is that the cobwebs in this film, Alexander, were done by AI spiders. They programmed AI spiders to just make cobwebs in the, the 3D rendering they were doing, uh, which is bonkers. Now, Alexander, I don't know why, I, don't know why my, I slammed my table so loudly. You're missing my favorite Easter egg, oh. which was, of course, uh, that Boo from Monsters, Inc. shows Oh, up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo from Monster uh, Think shows up as well. I mean, th- this is a Pixar film. There's a load of, like, they, they do their, like, slow references. I think the the dinosaur from Good Dinosaur is in this at some point as well. Um, uh, yeah, Pixar is, is very common in, you know, throwing little references to their other Pixar movies um, uh, in their films. But, Alexander, before we get into this film, uh, I've been saving something since Christmas last year. Because in my stocking... Last Christmas, I got the Toy Story Trivia Quiz, which you can't see. There you go. I'm holding it up to the camera. Um, The Toy Story Trivia Quiz, a bunch of cards with Toy Story Trivia questions on them. However, I have not looked at them yet because there were Toy Story 4 questions in there and I hadn't seen Toy Story 4 yet. So, Alexander, would you like to play a little bit of the Toy Story Trivia Quiz? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, there are one-point questions and two-point questions on each of these. Um, I'm not going to give you any of the one-point questions because they're all way too easy. For example, the first one is, where is Andy moving to at the start of Toy Story 3? So, uh, where is he moving to? Yes. A new house. Okay, I thought they were too easy. Appar- California. Apparently they are not. No, un- just university, college. That's where he's moving to. Oh, Toy Story 3? Three. In Toy, Toy Story 3. Story no, Toy Story 3. Um, listen closely. Right, we're only going to do the two-point questions, but apparently the one-point questions uh, are difficult for you because you don't listen. So, um, for two points, Alexander, which type of toy was Chuckles? Wasn't he like a little squeaky penguin? He was not a squeaky penguin. Uh, you are thinking of Wheezy. Uh, Chuckles was, of course, the sad clown from Toy Story 3. Sorry, Alexander, off to a losing start here. Who says the line, authority should derive from the consent of the governed, not from the threat of the force? Bobby. That is, Bobby, and it's threat of force, sorry, not threat of the force. Well done. Two points for you, Alexander. Who rescues the toys from the incinerator at the rubbish dump in Toy Story 3? One second, let's turn you up. One second, turn you up my volume. Okay. you've been quite quiet. I felt like Uh, I'm quite loud, but okay. I will ask the question again. Uh, Who rescues the toys from the incinerator at the rubbish dump in Toy Story 3? Oh, it's the Little Green Man. Little Green Aliens. Absolutely well done, Alexander. Two more points for you. 
This is a Toy Story 4 question. What is Duke Kaboom's former kid called? Um... Rajon. Rajon, absolutely. Every time he says it, Rajon. Well done, Alexander. Quebecois. Uh, nah, too easy. Um, where does Woody meet Bo Peep for the first time in Toy Story 4? Uh, so we're, we're going to say in the present timeline, but this is a trick question because obviously in the movie, he sees her in um, Molly's room. Yes, oh, it, it, when, when, they're, when they're reunited. When they're reunited, okay, because technically that's not the first time. Yes, yes, okay, the Alexander. They meet. All right, where do they fucking uh, meet? But it's, uh, they meet at the uh, play park. Can you be more specific? The the kids' play park near the Ferris wheel, uh, on the, by the, by the carousel. On the merry-go-round, on the carousel. Absolutely well done, I'll sort of give you two points for that. What is the name of Gabby Gabby's new kid? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, it's tough because that's a trick question. Because uh, it's not the kid who's there most of the movie. Uh, it's the one who shows up for maybe a second who I can't remember if they even say her name. Uh, apparently it is Millie. Come on, Alexander. How could you not get that? Uh, we will go for three more questions. Um, of course, I should have said at the beginning, uh, please do play along at home. Um, if you weren't previously, do it now. Which name is given to Buzz when he is part of a doll's tea party at Sid's, Sid's house? Fuck me, Alexander. I'll be very impressed if you can do that. Princess Buttercup? It's not. It's Mrs. Nesbitt. Mrs. Nesbitt, oh. Alexander. How can you not remember Mrs. that Tuff. key piece Mrs. of information? Tuff. What does Officer Giggle run? <laughs> I'm reading the answer to this and I don't even know what it means. No, no clue. Uh, the Pet Patrol for Minneapolis. I I legitimately don't know what that is a reference to. I don't know which film that appears in. Oh, no, I do. It's Toy Story 4. That is Toy Story 4. It is the, the, the little Polly Pocket. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Okay, one more. In Toy Story 4, what are the names of the antique store owner and her granddaughter? Come on, Alexander. Um, Key piece of What are the names? Jesus Christ, this one is like... These are hard like questions. Um, the the granddaughter's called Harmony. The granddaughter is called Harmony. And the grandmother's called Disharmony. <laughs> no, of course it is Margaret. How could you not get that? Oh yeah, of course. Classic of course. old lady name. The name of the background. Classic old lady for. name. Right. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, I just felt like I did have to use. I got it a year ago. <laughs> I felt like I had to use for, it at some point. For, for everyone listening, uh, Jamie likes to use uh, quizzes as a form of exerting his dominance. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I know how to socialise. He likes giving out quizzes uh, as a socially acceptable uh, way of just dominating his friends. Right. Um, oh, fuck, Al. We're, an, we're half an hour into this podcast already, and I already knew, I already knew this was going to be a long one anyway. I'm going to be it's here till, fine. like, 10pm. <laughs> Honestly, there's more to talk about than there is necessarily like plot to the film, so I, I think the plot's not going to take too long. So. Okay. Well, then, Alexander, please get us started with your favourite part of the show. This film begins, as all good films should, uh, with... Come on, Al! It's, the... your, it's your one... Oh, holy shit! I, I know was... it's coming every week. Alexander, every week come I'm on. Like, How the fuck does this I'll, film I, I will help you. 
It is raining. It's nine years ago. It is raining. It is raining. It is nine um, years ago. The, the little RC car from uh, Toy Story 1, or maybe even Toy Story 2, uh, is trapped outside in the rain. And you're thinking to yourself, holy shit, they have some pretty good rain effects in this. Yeah, right? like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> like, I remember Toy Story 1. It looks like garbage. Like actual trash compared to this movie. Like, I, this I, movie I, know is, I, is... I know I herald this um, a lot and I do shill for Disney, but Disney allowing me to watch this is... In full 4k uh on oh, yeah. on my tv holy fuck it looked oh, yeah. so good and and yeah, i mean we'll, we'll keep coming so. back to this but yeah especially in this opening scene the rain effects are ridiculous um yeah. so uh, summarize what, what what's this first scene about why are we looking at nine years ago alexander well, yeah, as, I, as i was saying so the rc's trapped us in the rain woody needs to go rescue the rc car bo peep helps them uh, get outside molly's window they kind of go down there rc's trapped in kind of the the storm gutters uh you're thinking to yourself is is the monster from it gonna show up and kill him is is, is this the monster from it is he gonna bite off andy's arms who knows turns out no uh, andy uh, not andy sorry uh woody successfully manages to save the RC car that gets pulled back up at the window, but just before he goes inside, the window is closed by uh, Molly and Andy's mom, who uh, picks up cruelly Bo Peep and gives it away to a new owner. Yeah. That's right, Molly's too old for Bo Peep now that, as a lamp, and uh, she's going to a new home. Basically, they're retconning um, why Bo Peep was not in Toy Story 3. They're just like... Okay, well, you... Bo Peep is mentioned in Toy Story Three. Yeah, they just sort. Of, I think it's, as, they, they just say she's she's gone. Her. Yeah, she's she's not there sure. anymore. They just say that, um, and this is telling us why she was given away, which is sort of you could have put two and two together. But yeah, so we cut back to the present, and um, Woody. No, 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 and... no, 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 we're very specifically missing out on. Oh. And this is important. Um, there's kind of moment where, like, uh, Bo Peep's getting put into the car and inside a box. Uh, Woody goes to try and save her and um, very specifically and kind of importantly Bo Peep's like why don't you come with me and you know there's room in this box of two toys go missing all the time don't worry about it and Woody considers it but Andy comes outside and is like where's Woody and he can't find Woody and he's, he's distraught and uh, Woody decides to stay and thus the events of Toy Story 3 happen yeah. uh, then it cuts back to the modern day we kind of see a clip from Toy Story 3 about Andy passing uh, Woody and the other toys over to Bonnie, so they now have a new owner, and Bonnie's having a good time, alright? She's uh, just taking a bath, all the toys are in the closet, and of course they are slightly worried about something. The older toys, the nanny doll toys, are, are nervous, they want to get picked, they're excited, we've seen this happen in other Toy Story films. Woody is uh, trying to take command inside this room, but of course... Uh, not everyone is a fan of that, all right? And we can tell that Woody himself is a little bit, you know, a little bit on edge, all right? He's got the old jitters. Is Woody going to get played with? Well, of course he is. We've seen t- Toy Stories 1 to 3. He's every How kid's How could you not toy. play with Woody? He's uh, a collector's I item. Exactly. Everyone loves collector's items. At this point, they break out. Uh, Bonnie comes back in, picks up all her favorite toys, and guess who isn't included for the third week in a row, Jamie? It's Woody. Woody's left behind. And in fact, he gets mocked by the other toys he left behind because he's he's got a, a little, what I think they call it, a dust bunny. Dust bunny. Um, he's, he's, he's collecting dust and they're like, oh, what are you going to call your dust bunny there, Woody? Oh. And he's like, well, leave me alone, guys. I'm fine. Um, and he notices that uh, Bonnie is going off to school and Bonnie wants to bring toys, but she's not allowed to bring toys. So Woody, he hops in her bag. He's like, I'm going to look after Bonnie on her first day at school. 
It's going to be okay. Um, and when they get to school, uh, Bonnie is uh, left with arts and crafts. Um, and she's just sort of sitting there looking sad. And Woody's like, okay, I got this. He goes to the bin. Very keyly, he goes to the bin and gets a bunch of stuff out, uh, which includes a spork and some other things, and dumps it on uh, Bonnie's desk. And so she puts together a little toy. It's a spork. It's got two little googly eyes on it. It's got, like, those little fuzzy, uh, fuzzy stringy things for arms. Um, and she gives it little feats and writes Bonnie on it. And then he goes, she's like, yeah, I've got a friend now. Sweet. Um, she calls him Forky, despite the fact he is clearly a spork. Spork, um, exactly. Uh, Bonnie's, a, Bonnie's an idiot. idiot I'll get child. back to this, but Bonnie sucks. Um, <laughs> Bonnie's no Andy, guys. This is really important. Um, uh, yeah, no Bonnie Andy. is Andy no Andy. was a child with taste. Um, but uh, they get back. Uh, she, she goes, yay, I completed kindergarten. And her parents are like, no, no, no. no. That was orientation. Uh, but you'll be back in two weeks. It'll be great. Um, so Woody introduces... Uh, <laughs> introduces... Forky, and we get we get introduced to Forky's refrain, which we can all associate with. I'm trash. He came oh, from a I... bin. He is convinced that he is trash. He always wants to I'm... be trash. He always wants to be in bins. I'm so surprised that Forky uh, has not become more of a meme because there are a couple, and we'll get to them as we as we get to them. But there are a couple of like the greatest meme lines that have ever happened in a movie. <laughs> And the fact that, like, Forky is not the number one meme in the world is really disappointing um, to me because, yes, uh, I'm trash. Yeah, I am trash. Um, and all, <laughs> Forky so, doesn't want yeah, exist, Woody is right? like, look, Bonnie really cares about Forky. He thinks he's trash. We kind of need to get him out of it. Um, while he's chatting to them, he's just gone and yeeted himself in the bin. Uh, <laughs> Woody's like, no, 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 no. And he chucks her up on the, uh, him up on the bed uh, to be with Bonnie when she comes in. Uh, then while they're sleeping, he keeps on trying to chuck himself in the bin and Woody from the bin throws him back up um, until eventually, finally, in the morning, um, that, uh, yeah, he's he's managed to get them uh, and he gets actually a little cuddle from Bonnie. He gets up into bed with Forky and he pulls her in and actually Bonnie, Bonnie gives him a little cuddle and he goes, oh... Oh, and he feels pretty good, actually. Maybe fuck Forky. Maybe just fuck Forky. Maybe I'll just be. Maybe I'll be Bonnie's favorite toy again. Um, uh, but yeah. So the next morning, um, they are off on a trip. Uh, they she's got two weeks until school, so they're going off on a on a trip. They're they're getting in a uh, at a big big RC RC car. No, what what RV? Big RV. RV uh, a big caravan uh, and going off uh, on an adventure. All the toys are there, obviously. Um, now. Now, I may have alluded to this earlier, but, uh, oh boy, if you guys are ready for Woody to get separated from the crew for the fourth film in a fucking row, um, uh, Forky yeets himself out the window while they're on the road because he is trash. Forky is straight up suicidal, all right? Forky does not want to exist and everyone is forcing him to exist. Um, it's, uh, and so, um... Woody, like, Woody look, okay, I, I, look, we need, Bonnie needs him. I'm going to go and save him for Bonnie's sake. Um, and so they're, they're off on a little walk. Uh, uh, once again, we have some incredible uh, rain and lighting effects uh, as they are walking along the side of the highway uh, at night. Um, guys, this film is fucking gorgeous. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I will keep bringing it up because I did keep bringing it up while I was watching the film. Like yes. every 10 minutes, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this looks so good. Um, uh, and eventually they uh, reach a small little town that's got like a big Ferris wheel. Um, and they walk past an antique store. And what do you, what do you have to look in the antique whoa, store? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're missing out some of these great lines. Okay, so okay. You can, like, do, you can do the lines. <laughs> 
would he try and would he manages to persuade Forky uh, that Bonnie needs him because he describes how a toy makes a child feel uh, as similar to the way that uh, that that trash makes Forky feel. <laughs> And which leads to the great line of uh, where Forky just looks looks at Woody and goes, "You're like me, trash," <laughs> which is great. Which should be a me too. You're right. They go back. They go to an antique store, and uh, Woody and spots a lamp, and he goes, "Oh, that Bo Peep. That's lamp. that's the lamp that that they gave away with Bo Peep. Maybe maybe Bo Peep's in there." Um, and and then we enter. Boy, howdy! Or, a real creepy fucking scene. Like, holy also fuck. missing out. On the other great trash okay. line, which of course is, uh, Woody going, well, she's my friend, we got to go in there. And Forky goes, well, what's a friend? And Woody goes, well, friends are like you and me. And Forky goes, trash. <laughs> yeah, they keep coming back to the same jokes, but boy, do they work. Oh, um, so, um, so yes, they we enter into a real fucking creepy uh, scene. And in fact, so creepy, I think they are using the theme from The Shining as they are wandering through... Um, uh, this antique store, uh, and they see um, a fucking Conan O'Brien marionette-looking motherfucker uh, <laughs> walking through really creepily, um, and they're like, uh, okay, um, bye, we're, no, we're good. Um, and then another one walks by and, and is pushing a little cart, uh, and that's when Gabby Gabby tops up, pops up. She's um, like an old-fashioned um, like play doll that you're having a push chair that like kids can pretend they have a baby um uh and she's like hey how's it going oh bo peep yeah i've seen her you can get in with me and he's what he's like no this is happening like every fucking movie i'm really not gonna do that and she's like no it's cool you get in oh that's that's a nice voice box you've got there wouldn't it be a shame if someone stole it um uh and it turns out that that her voice box doesn't work and and you know Woody's like oh well that sucks but I I kind of need mine it's, it's so so okay if you could show me where Bo Peep is that'd be great um and they uh, <laughs> end up getting flanked by like four more of these Conan O'Brien marionette looking motherfuckers um and just as they're about to uh, harvest Woody's organs um someone comes in the front door uh, I believe it is Harmony the granddaughter of the person who owns the store. Um, so they're like, okay, quick, let's, let's make a distraction. Um, and Woody, uh, yeets himself into the middle of the floor, uh, to be picked up by Harmony because Harmony, unlike Bonnie, recognizes that Woody is the shit. Um, yeah, and so I wants mean, to take him home. Real guys. Game recognizes game. Yeah. Okay. Woody's a great A toy. Forky is trash and therefore Bonnie is trash. Yeah. Um, and so Woody gets taken away, but Forky is still in the antique shop. This is when we cut back to uh, our gaggle of pals. And they're all like, what are we going to do? And Buzz is like, fuck, I haven't been a leader for any of these films. And Woody's not around anymore, so I don't know what to do. I'm really hesitant. I'm going to listen to my inner voice. How does the inner voice thing come up? Um, oh, it, it, he has a chat with Woody earlier. Um, he yeah. has a chat with Woody earlier about listening to your inner voice. And so Woody, uh, Buzz, like, presses one of his buttons and, like, his... His um, catchphrases come out, and thus we are introduced to um, Buzz's entire arc for this entire film. Uh, he will be uncertain, he will press something, and it will be like, let's go 
let's go adventure. And he's like, sweet. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go adventure. I don't know. I forgot all the lines, Alexander. I'm a big dum-dum. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, he presses it and he's like, we, we got to go. And everyone's like, what? Like now? And he presses it again. And he's like, no time to wait. And he's like, nope. And he yeets himself out the window uh, on the search for Woody. Um, he, unfortunately, ends up getting picked up by none other than Bill Hader, uh, who is playing one of the carnival uh, workers um, and sticks him on the wall for as like a prize on, um, uh, on one of these carnival games. Uh, and we will come back to him later. It is at this point when, of course, as we know from our trivia game, Alexander, uh, Bo Peep and Woody are reunited. Um, Bo Peep is still in her traditional garb at this point. Uh, that will change soon. Um, but, but she's a bit busted up. She's got a little. She got some stickies on. You know, she got some sticky plasties on. Yeah. Um, and but she's still got her um, her skirt on. But she's like, hey, come back. You know, I've I've got a car for some reason. Um, come back over here. We'll we'll drive. Um, it is at this point that she, uh, <laughs> while working on the car, uh, takes off her skirt. And and Alexander, <laughs> there was a point. In a, in a Pixar writer's room where they actively decided, look, we have to give Bo Peep a big old thick wagon. They, they, they chose, they actively were like, we are going to make Bo Peep thick in this movie and we are going to force people to deal with it. And, and I did not notice this. I, okay, I, I would like to back myself up skirt, that, that, I was, that I was not the only person in my watching party to notice this. We all noticed it. They made, they made Bo Peep thick. She's, she's got a, a big old dump truck. Bo Peep <laughs> thick. I'm just Googling that, Jamie. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. And you will discover that that she's. In fact, I'm fairly sure at one point she is like bent over the car, and Woody is like looking at her ass. They are actively aware that they have hypersexualized Bo Peep, and I don't know how to feel about it. But yes, um, Bo Peep and her big old thick butt um, are like, look, uh, me and my sheep, um, who Woody forgets the names of. Um, we uh, we we're, we're gonna help you. We're gonna get you back. Um, I was at that antique store, and that oh, that girl Gabby Gabby, fuck me, she's she's a bad one. We got to go and save your pal. Um, it is also worth noting at this point that of course Bo Peep is supposed to be made of porcelain, and holy shit, does the like lighting effects bouncing off of her face look ridiculously good? Um, anyway, uh, so what did your Bo Peep thick <laughs> uh, search turn up? Just photos of Bo Peep. Um, <laughs> one sec. There's a there's a Vogue article called "Why Do Bo Peep's Feminist Makeover?" Why Bo Peep's Feminist Makeover? What, come on, load quicker, <laughs> load quicker. I need to know what I need to know what this was, folks. Okay, I I I, I will turn to uh, my to my girlfriend, and I would like you to uh, shout out uh, Ellen, either yes or no. Um, did they make Bo Peep thick in this film? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Confirmed. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I just want to say. Bo Peep could have been thick all along. We just didn't. Know, we just didn't know it could have been hidden skirt. beneath her. Right. Beneath her, um... she was designed to be thick all along. Okay. Jamie. absolutely. They, fine. Had, they had a shape fine. which they had to stick to, and they thought, "Well, we've got to give her legs now. So, <laughs> how are we going to do this, guys?" Okay, fine. Uh, um, I'm going to look up the word "thick." So, I'm in the article. Well, I mean, spell uh, it with two C's, and maybe you'll get you'll get somewhere. <laughs> um, right. While you're uh, off on your um, very interesting uh, Google search adventure, uh, I will power through with the plot. Um, it is at this point that we go back and meet Gabby Gabby she's with Forky uh, who's still like I'm trash and she's like sick Um, but Gabby is like uh, looking wistfully at um, 
uh, at Harmony. Uh, and in fact, Harmony is like uh, making tea and she's like pretending to be the toy that she's playing with. And she's got a little book that that shows how her she might get played with by a little girl. And clearly she just wants to get played with. She she like all toys. We know we know this. This is the the one thing we know about all toys. It's positioned in every single film. Uh, toys want to get played with. Um, and so she's really sad. Uh, we then cut back and we meet Key and Peele for the first time. Uh, they are tied up. Uh, they are playing a duck and a money rabbit. And they are tied up with uh, Buzz as um, uh, as prizes. Um, and they just start making fun of him <laughs> and start beating him yeah, up. Um, they're just riffing. I, I think um, from what I read in an interview, a lot of like they were allowed to improvise a decent amount that's why they were brought in is for their improvisational skills and like they're, they're really funny they're like there's no just go watch the film if you want to find out how funny they are but they they, they work really really well on this um uh but uh then uh bo peep and uh woody they make it uh back to the toy store uh they in fact um get onto the roof of the toy store because that's the only way in uh, at this same time, Wood, uh, Buzz, who has escaped with... Uh, no, has just escaped by himself, I believe. Um, yeah, he escapes. He was pursued by Key and Peele. Yes. Um, so um, he reaches... Uh, Buzz reaches them and is like, holy shit, hey, what's up, guys? And then he gets tackled the fuck by Key and Peele. Um, they're like, what the fuck? Why did you... You, you, you weren't supposed to escape like that. We, we were like... We were trying to hang out, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we've got a, a mini uh, reuniting there. Um, back at the... Uh, caravan things are about to leave so um so jesse vandalizes uh, her own owner's yeah. um caravan she she destroys the wheels yeah. of the car and in the uh, most they're... in the most um realistic like i felt it moment um the, the tire gets burst and the mum says to bonnie um your dad's going to say some words now so we're gonna go to the carousel <laughs> and i'm like like the 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 actual story of this film is that the dad has the worst road trip of all time it's yeah, absolutely so horrible and i and i feel it i feel it on a deep level um and back in the antique store uh we meet, Basin, a, we meet a get back cat. in. We meet a kitty cat. You know, yeah, a kitty Bo cat. Is like, look, cute. you do what I'm saying, you survive. And Woody's like, dude, I have three films behind <laughs> me. You weren't even in the last film. Why would I listen to you? And Bo Peep's like, don't be a fucking idiot, fucking idiot. And he's like, oh, there's a cat. Well, the cat's gonna kill me. You gotta go in there. And Bo Peep's like, sure, but we gotta go around the back and meet this other toy. And Woody's like, no time. I'm getting forky. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yes, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, he fucks up they get chased down by the creepy ventriloquist duels um forky once again gets captured bo peeps uh little sheep uh billy goat and gruff uh also get captured and bo peep is now super fucking pissed woody that's right she's like you fucking dumbass all right i'm not here for it i'm not here for you and your dumb shit ways uh, you're gonna do as I say from now on because you're ju- like we're not even friends. I'm doing this for all time's sake, but fuck you, dude. They go to meet uh, Duke Kaboom. Yes, um, it is just before this that um, with Buzz and uh, Key and Peele separated, they're coming up with their own plans, uh, and so yeah. so then we go into a sequence where um, Key and Peele are like we've got this, and then it goes and. Uh, the old lady of the store turns up and they go, Plush Rush! And just fucking jump on her. And then they go, uh, okay, I don't think that's going to work. And they're like, okay, we've got a plan. Don't worry. 
um and then it's the exact same fucking plan um and then they go okay don't, don't, don't worry don't worry now we've got it and so we watch the the thing happen again this time the old lady doesn't um uh doesn't get plush rushed uh she then finishes up her tasks she goes home she gets in bed and then they shout plush rush and jump on her in bed and it's very Wee. funny i really enjoy it um, so yes, they they are meeting Duke Kaboom, played by the aforementioned um, Keanu Reeves, uh, who is a Kaboom. tiny little um, evil Knievel esque um, stunt rider. Jeremy. Jeremy, don't denigrate all right, Canada's greatest stunt rider by comparing him <laughs> to the inferior evil Knievel. He is decked out from head to toe in maple leaves, and this is really important. He is very Canadian. Yes. Uh, and so at this point, Woody stresses that they need to get back to a kid. Bo Peep's like, "I told you to shut the." up i told you to shut up and duke kaboom goes back into a flashback sequence where his origin story is revealed of uh on boxing day um uh he was given to well he was given to this kid on christmas and on boxing day the kid was playing with him but uh very quickly the kid realized that duke kaboom couldn't jump as far as he could on tv sad times <laughs> yeah. all involved so duke kaboom was gotten rid of he led down Rashad. Rajon. And so he constantly has like Vietnam aspects. Oh, Rajon, I will make it up for you. Um, Including some brilliant like floating heads of Rajon. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they use him uh, to uh, yeet their way all the way to the central cabinet um, uh, where Forky is being kept with um, Gabby Gabby. Um, but yeah. uh, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but uh, think things don't quite go to plan. Um, they they end up falling to the ground. The cat chases them. They just about make it out um, without Forky, but they make it uh, out of the antique shop, uh, but they're a little bit battered. They're a little bit bruised. Um, uh, Key and Peel, one of them has had like an actual chunk torn out of them. Um, and, and Woody is like, Okay, sweet round two, guys. Let's go. <laughs> uh, um, and and they're Mad all dogs. like, look, look, Bonnie will be fine. It's just a fucking spork. Like, leave it be. Um, and uh, and Woody's like, don't you remember every time I fucking saved every single fucking one of you, sons of bitches? Have we forgot that I'm the star of Toy Story one, two, and three? <laughs> I saved you so many times and do i get a thanks no it i've made it very clear i've made it very clear in toy story 3 the most important thing is that we all stay together that the most important thing in toy story 3 is that we all stay together and you are saying right now one of us should just go off by themselves i say no to that so i'm saving forky uh and yeah so they they all leave and he goes back in uh, and he meets up with gabby gabby uh and she's just like look Think about all the amazing times you had with Andy. Wasn't that incredible? You loved it so much. I just want the opportunity to have that once. But my voice box doesn't work, so no one will play with me. Uh, and so Woody is like, yeah, you know what? That's that's fair. I'll I will give I will give you my voice box, but you've got to um give me Forky. Uh and they agree to do that. And then in in just an incredible moment, I loved this moment. Um, they they make the swap, and then um, Gabby Gabby gets all ready. She goes and sits. She gets herself ready for harmony. Harmony's going to come. It's going to be the big reuniting moment. And so uh, she pulls on her little tag and makes a little noise and goes, "Hi, I'm Gabby. Play, come play with me." And Harmony goes and picks her up and she looks at her, and then fucking throws her in the bin. <laughs> 
because she's trash because she's trash and i think what was very effective about this moment is i immediately laughed really hard and then immediately after that was like oh i was actually quite sad so it was it was a really effective moment on both levels um woody has seen this uh and he's like fuck okay uh I'm, i'm gonna go and grab her um uh gabby has fully accepted that she is trash um she is, she has taken on the forky lifestyle um and what is like no 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 come on i've i've got a bonnie you guys guys if you have you ever seen a toy story movie where woody meets a new toy and then he's like hey i've got a kid why don't you come and be a toy for that kid yeah weirdly he does that again um so he's like come back with me uh and so they make it out um uh, I can't remember how they make it out. They they make they make it back. They leave the antique store with Gabby and with Forky, um, and they're making their way back. Uh, the other toys um, are once again ru- just just absolutely abusing this poor father who is having the worst day of his life. Um, that Trixie sets herself up as the um, uh, as the sat nav uh, and is trying to direct them to the carousel, um, and so goes uh, and is going like turn right turn right and he's like i'm fairly sure i'm not supposed to be turning right but okay and as he starts to realize that actually he really should they start pulling down on the fucking um uh accelerator um to get him to the carousel um and uh eventually they make it to the carousel so we got there we got um woody and Bo uh and and uh, key and peel um are on the carousel uh and they have a little look woody and woody and Bo, and say their goodbyes and Woody walks over the carousel and he looks, gets towards Buzz, who's waiting there for him. And Buzz says, she'll be okay. And a little pause. And then, Barney, she'll be okay. And then Woody looks at him and he looks back at Bo and... And he just, he runs his little woody legs over to Bo, the love of his life, so he can spend the rest of his life with her. He has a little hug with her. And then the rest of the guys come over and he takes off his sheriff's badge and he pins it onto Jesse and and then Bullseye comes up and, and, and gives him a lick and then all the toys crowd round, they give Woody a hug. At this point, no one has actually said what's happening. Woody hasn't said I'm leaving. <laughs> Everything's just what These guys are like working on a real subconscious level at this point. That's how good friends they are. They don't even need to say words to say I'm leaving forever. Um, they all crowd round and then and Woody and Buzz, they have one last little hug. And then fucking Forky gets in and he gets the last hug for some reason. Um, and and then he goes back. Climbs and he watches as the RC pulls away. And, and we fade to credits. Woody's going to live with Bo Peep. Bonnie is absolute trash. She's lost Andy's most precious toy. Andy's gonna come round to her house Andy and be like, "He's gonna be like, and he's gonna be like, hey, where's Woody?" And Bonnie's gonna be like, "Oh fuck, oh no, but I've got a spork with fucking googly eyes on it. How's that, you dipshit?" <laughs> so Bonnie, like Forky, is trash. Um, uh, we get a few um, post-credit scenes. Um, uh, Bo Peep with Woody and. Um, uh, and Key and Peel work to rig the contest so that all the toys get one. Um, then uh, there's a few. Forky gets uh, gets a girlfriend. <laughs> Bonnie makes another toy uh, that's this time a female version of Forky. Um, and and then we get the actual credits. Um, 
I did not see that post credit sequence. Yes. Um, oh, wow. you, you better stop watching. Yes, let's talk about this film. Um, I think we, we have to focus on the ending first. We'll talk about the ending. I don't know how you felt, but for me, for for a series of films that I've always felt does do the, the impactful emotional ending in a lighthearted film really, really well, this ending was a bit of a miss for me. It did, and it just didn't. So initially, in the moment, it just didn't affect me as much as it did uh, as I thought it would. Um, I I think the the arc works. I think Woody making the decision that Woody's going to leave and and move on from his kids and leave the guys. I think that arc works. I think it makes sense for a resolution to his character, but uh, it didn't work for me in the moment, and I think I realised why. It's a combination of two things. It's a combination of this film, firstly, not really working that arc within and of itself. And also that the previous three films, I don't think, do enough to build up this relationship of Woody and Bo. So I don't feel like Woody and Bo Peep is like built up enough as like the end game relationship, especially because he's not even in Toy Story 3. So him leaving to be with her forever wasn't quite as emotionally impactful as I thought it would be. And also, Woody spends this entire film not with the supporting cast. He, in fact, the supporting cast is barely in this film. There's very you, you obviously there's very little uh, Mr. Potato, but there's barely any Rex. There's barely any Slinky. There's barely any Ham. There's only a tiny bit of Jesse, and then Buzz is off having his own arc. That's a sort of B plot. So for me, the emotional goodbye was slightly undercut by the fact that they hadn't spent much time together in this specific film it's sort of riding off of the previous three films going well you'll just you'll find it emotional because you've seen the other three films and for whatever reason and well for those reasons i think is why it wasn't as immediately impactful for me in the moment even though i think the decision to make that the end of woody's arc works and makes sense what did you think of the ending yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a central question to this, right? Of like, you have one of, if not the single best film trilogy of all time. Yeah. Um, Like, three films, which like is the perfect trilogy in that each film was better than the one before. Um, Or, or give it, or at least of, of the same quality. I do think Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story 1, but like, that's on some debate to some people. But... It, unarguably, it's up there in the top film trilogy. We're talking about. Absolutely, and I will make a very strong argument that it is basically perfect. That it it is a film series about you know growing up and about childhood, and especially especially the kind of gap between Toy Story two and Toy Story three gave it enough time that it was able to tell something really impactful to the kids who were watching Toy Story when they were young and tell them a different thing when they were older. Yeah. And, and well, as I we think... went to the kind of Toy Story shorts, what we got was like, hey, I like this voice cast. Hey, the animators of Pixar are really, you know, smart and they can make good quality stuff. But, um, you know, the, the, the whole point of Toy Story was not the flighty jokes. It's the emotional core of it, right? And, and simultaneously, you see the kind of philosophical questions which the, the film sort of posits all the way through. And like you know the, the central question of not central question the central thing of the beginning of you are a toy um you know what is the purpose of a toy all that kind of stuff runs through and actually i think this is weirdly maybe the most 
the most philosophical of all the ones because it does touch on things like for like forky especially is a very like existential question right what is the line between a trash and a toy um and and that sort of plays into it and that, that's interesting yeah i think there's also kind of get... a thing that we we didn't actually really touch on it but there's a there's a very almost in your face overt message uh when gabby uh we, we didn't touch gabby gabby gets given away to another kid a kid is set, sat there really scared he's lost in the carousel park and gabby goes this is this is the way i'm gonna this is who's gonna be my kid and gets given to the kid and that makes the kid stop crying and the kid then goes and asks someone for help so there's a very overt message of children and, and it happens with bonnie with making her own toy in a new place children can feel safer when they have a toy with them i think there's a, a yeah. very clear message of that which i quite yeah. like although it's a little bit more obvious and like a lot of the previous toy story messages have been a little bit more subtle and, and underneath sure, the surface but, but but even just like so i would i would argue there's also this kind of philosophical theme to a lot of the toy story films where like so i'm speaking a bit too quickly where um for a lot of them so in the first one obviously like woody is a selfish figure right yeah. like he starts off and he wants annie but he wants annie to himself and he wants the control which he has over this room and buzz come up comes along and upsets this place within the thing and the way woody responds is selfishly and over the next couple of films we have uh you know the, the kind of bits of the themes of the first one gonna kind of get replayed all the way through the the, the nature of toys being disposable you know the, the kind of horror sequence in toy story 2 to the ultimate destruction of the toys uh, or the threat of the destruction of the toys in toy story 3 oh, don't, Al, um, Al, how dare you bring up that scene <laughs> don't you dare but and by the time we get to Toy Story three, what we what we basically get is a replay of Toy Story one structurally, and most of the Toy Stories are in a way thematically a replay of the first yeah. Toy Story. But we get a little bit more literally here. It's it's Woody. There is a new favorite toy being brought in, and this is Forky, um, who a bit like Buzz does not have a sense of self. You yeah, know, th- their sense of self is wrong to how the world perceives them. You know, the, the Buzz is perceived as a toy. Uh, Forky is perceived as a toy, but Buzz viewed himself as uh, more than a toy, Buzz views himself as a spaceman, and Forky <laughs> does the opposite, is the inverse of that. Forky views himself as trash. Forky doesn't want to exist. Forky has no sense of self. He doesn't view himself as a... He doesn't want to have um, a sense of being. And all the way through the film, they have this kind of... These lines about uh, your inner voice and stuff and consciousness and all that kind of crap. And, like, Forky doesn't want to be <laughs> All conscious. that kind of crap. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, inner voice, you know, key tenets of, like, philosophy and, and psychology. And, you know, all that sure. bollocks. <laughs> but, but, but whereas in Toy Story 1, Woody was selfish, here he is to a fault. Here he is selfless to a fault. Yeah. In that because he does not... Because really in the room it's not it's not him being replaced as the favorite toy because he's not the favorite toy here he feels that in order to be worth anything he needs to the same as in toy story one he needs external validation of his place and although he won't get that through recognition he can get that through service he can get that through being selfless by putting himself in increasingly dangerous situations by putting him in situations where he could be uh, they kind of say at the beginning right he gets into the bag even though they say you can't take a toy uh, to kindergarten and when he comes back everyone's like well you could have been confiscated you could have been xyz he throws himself out the window to go get her he literally gives up his voice box to help forky a toy that does not want to exist so it, it you know the whole thematic philosophical underpinning to this is he is being selfless to the point of self-destruction 
and the, over the course of the film it's his thing to realize that he has self-worth and he has self value in himself he does not need to exist in relation to um a child in order to have purpose in life and that he had that once with andy but there's no guarantee he'll have that again and in doing so he's okay to to exist forever and that kind of plays not forever but to continue existing and that sort of plays into the kind of dynamic we've seen in this the through these films where in many ways the kind of toy role is analogous to like a parent's role um you know and it's it's once your child has moved on it is okay to redefine yourself like an empty nester kind of thing right like and i i get the individual all that was a really long way way to say i get the individual things like that i think were in this script i don't think they always meshed and that's why when it comes to the ending i agree with you like the ending is like about I think it's like f- half an hour before the ending. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going, and I don't like it. And the, they set it up. It's it's set up all the way through. Like you know, from the beginning, we know you know that we know Bo Peep was let go, and that was the kind of the opening thing. And we we kind of know it's probably going to play back in the end. And um, I I I will say I actually didn't see it coming when when okay. would when Buzz said um she'll be okay and then he said bonnie she'll be okay i i had an audible gasp <laughs> I, had, I had an actual gasp i will accept i was quite drunk so <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it's possible but, that um, that might have so extended I, 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 some I, of my reactions i had my senses very sharpened yeah uh yeah you you were you were watching each an- individual frame and going oh, oh i see where this is going I, I, I was checking the light in each scene with a, with a light reader oh i was checking sure the fucking that, light my guy light. we will talk about the te- technical aspects of this film in a minute but but um yeah like uh, effectively it's like it was kind of i agree that what I think the the core issue of the ending is, what does this film add in trying to follow up? I would argue the greatest part three of any movie ever, mm. Toy Story three, and it reminds me overwhelmingly of the last episode of Community and the last season of Community, um, where there's a Abba gives the speech. And, and for those of you who don't know community, uh, a quick summation. Oh, you, Al, we've don't already gone through the great. whole of Toy Story 4's plot. No, sure. Do we have to go through but, all but of community's very, plot? Very and very important to this quote I'm about to read. Uh, Donald Glover's character, Troy, leaves in season five and he gets on a boat with LeVar Burton to, to inherit a fortune from Yes, Paul. of course, this is so important. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And Abba gives the speech at the end where he talks about French uh, TV, right? And like why TV shows you that it's important to let go to things and there's the, the bit of the speech he says which is uh it's a friend you know so well and for so long that you uh you just let it be with you it needs to be okay for it to have a bad day or phone in a day it needs to be okay for it to get on a boat with our button and never come back because eventually it will and that when i saw this bit that's what it reminded me of of like the sense of melancholy of the last season of community um and, and, and as someone who has who is currently abroad and currently feels like i've gone through a similar process it is a very melancholic vibe, and that doesn't run through enough of the the the, the movie for me. So you get to this end, you're right. They separate the characters off, and I I think that's fine to an extent. But, but Toy Story three separated the characters off for a while, but brought them back enough that when you get to that end, when you get to the kind of the the, the dual end of um, the incinerator and then the uh, them letting Andy go, they've been together enough that those feel weighty. Yeah. 
Whereas here, I think they've correctly recognised that, like, after Toy Story 3, there's not that many more places they can make the core group of characters go, because those dynamics have been explored, and they've all been, they've all gone on a journey. Unless you want to make them regress, there's not really that much further you can make them journey together. So instead, you sort of just need to put in new characters, and put them in new situations if you want to have a film, or future films down the road, which we'll discuss, I guess, in a bit. But, and in doing so, it, it, they want to have an end where it basically ends with Woody leaving, right? That's, yeah. That was, the I, I think, the end goal of what they wanted to do. But unfortunately, to create like a satisfying narrative for the rest of the movie, you need to put these characters in new situations or you're going to have them regress because they've been fully explored. So Woody can be more explored, but the group dynamic can't really be explored more than it has in 1, 2, and 3. And in doing so, those two things don't really match. And therefore, like you said, the, the end doesn't punch at the time as hard as it could because we haven't, in this film, been made to invest in those friends as much as we could have. Um... More so, we've been made to invest in the the Woody and Bo Peep thing, which you're right does not play that much into one, two, or three. It you know it, it's there subtextually, it's not there massively yeah. overtly textually. So it's what it's done is like today I still feel melancholic about it, um, and it it reminds me a little bit of the end of Toy Story, not Toy Story Inside Out, in which she kind of creates a happy sad memory. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like that. It doesn't have the punch of an inside out. It doesn't yeah. have the punch of a Toy Story 3. But it, what it does well is it kind of touches on the, um, the complex emotions which Pixar tries to engender in its young audience. And I, I think that is good. Like Pixar does think that its young viewers can understand emotionally complex things. And it does present those things. Um, and I think that is to be applauded even if uh, this uh, is not, maybe not the best example of how that works at its best did you ever see um onward uh i have not seen onward no however i believe it is coming onto disney plus streaming it's services already on disney plus. Uh, is it already on disney plus now um yes. uh, so yeah I, I i think we are gonna watch it soon but i have not seen it now all right i would i would really recommend you watch onward which is a is a messier film is a much messier film than toy story 4 which is is definitely a bit more of a prestige toy story film um, it has a more impact. It is a case, though, of three quarters of the film. It feels messy, like enjoyable, but really messy. And you're kind of like, well, uh, these things could have been fixed and blah, blah, blah. And then it gets to the end. And in the kind of way that some of the Pixar films do, where they're not perfect films, but they have been, uh, they have developed these relationships enough that to the extent you don't even realize that it works incredibly effectively, even if oh, the overall thing doesn't work as well. And I think this is almost the opposite, where. I actually think the the first three quarters of this, I think, are great. Yeah. I like the existential stuff. I like the stuff about Forky, and then it had an ending which felt like it was it came from another draft, or which it doesn't quite feel like it lines up with the rest of the movie emotionally, and therefore it is underwhelming rather than overwhelming in the way that I think the ending of Onward, which is a worse film, but is the ending of that is more overwhelming than this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the ending. I think we both agree not not the best in terms of but we have we have to accept that i mean really toy story one and toy story two it, it's only toy story three that has created that expectation of a big emotionally punchy ending toy story one and toy story two don't actually really have that they do have emotional moments and they have a serious plot to them but it this this idea this of a big is... emotional ending sure i mean toy story two i think definitely does have yeah, you're, you're right. Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 are, are structured slightly differently, where the like, big emotional moments are meant to be like reveals. Oh, they are like yeah, turning like points. You, the you have like Jesse's song. Up the last. Yeah, so Jesse's song, and then in Toy Story 1, it's like 
Buzz throwing himself off, thinking he can fly, and then just smashing on the floor. Yeah. Um, and like those are meant to be mo- they are revealing moments, and they set up the final act of the movie. Yeah. Whereas in the last two films, it's it, the the basic comparison is like in Toy Story three, it has both. Yeah. In that it both has the uh, the moment where they're going to the incinerator is actually the the movie's equivalent of. Um, well, actually, the, the, the Toy Story 3 is great because it has sort of two of those things. It has one for the villain. It gives the villain that that segment where, like, the uh, Lotso hugs and kisses... Uh, uh, Lotso, Lotso hugs Bear, and kisses, yeah. whatever his name is, is uh, has his own backstory sequence, and that's quite sad. Yeah. And then you have the incinerator sequence, which is, in and of itself, sort of one of those emotional moments because they are forced to reckon with strong emotional moments and it sets up the last bit but the last how can we stop talking about that sure sure but the the last last what is what is the most similar to this film is that this film doesn't have one of those segments really it has you know it has um molly uh, jilly what's her face Uh, uh gabby 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 um, say oh well, I've never been loved blah, blah 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 but in reality it doesn't have one of those big emotional beats beforehand so instead what you get is the Toy Story 3 Andy giving them away bit which is Woody deciding to leave but that's not set up by any other really big emotional change throughout the rest of the film not particularly no having said that um, the rest of the film I really liked and and I, it's yeah. not even that I disliked the ending I just think it perhaps didn't hit the emotional way even really? though I think it makes sense it's a good direction to go for the film I don't think quite earned it as we've said the rest of the film I loved and I will say I went into this fully expecting it to be the worst Toy Story film I, I went into this with really oh, yeah. low expectations um, I didn't think this movie needed to be made. I didn't think it should have been made for the same reasons we've said, because Toy Story, uh, the first three Toy Stories are such an incredible trilogy. But I think I would take that back. I think this film deserved to be made for a various a few different reasons. If nothing else, as a technical marvel, this sure. film is yeah, yeah. gorgeous. I will I will never stop. It's the most gorgeous film I've ever seen. It's it's ridiculous. Everything about this, the, the lighting is incredible. The rain effects, the water effects are incredible. The use of camera is like really realistic, like it's a live action movie. They make yeah. a character of the camera and that's really yeah. impressive. So on a technical level, this is Pixar absolutely throwing their haymakers that we know they can yeah. do and it's incredible it is also I, really sorry but you can say something about the technical aspect before i move on yeah very quickly i was thinking about this actually and like because when i went uh, i wonder in part of me going back to watch toy story part of the reason why i not struggled with it but but liked it less than and very famously um, did not put it in your hank's bank sure it's absolutely and, and actually, fine i'm totally say, think, over it <laughs> I would say I think Toy Story 4 is better than Toy Story 1. I would I think agree. it's on par with Toy Story 2, with Toy Story 3 being um, better. Um, but I wonder if they will ever go back and, dear God, keep the same fucking voices. But but like that occasionally happens with uh, some of the other Disney films, go back and... Remaster it. Redo the visuals of Toy Story 1 or Toy Story 2 to make... Because Toy Story 3 still holds up. It's still really well done. Yeah. It, not necessarily to the extent of 4, but it's still well. But... If they re- re-release Toy Story one in cinemas with, with Toy Story visuals, four, I would yeah. go see it. Oh, absolutely, it. absolutely. Um, so yeah, on a technical level, this film is incredible. Another reason I really enjoyed this film, and it's a thing we talked about, I think, in Toy Story two. I got really after Toy Story one, which I think is a very funny film. In around about two thousand and four, 
um, 2005, when they started making Ratatouille and Wall-E, Pixar stopped making comedies. They sort of pulled away and they they, they, they still made light-hearted films with comedic there, there, moments. Are there are lots of jokes in there. There are jokes. There are jokes in it. But, like, I would say that their earlier films are much more overtly comedic than than their more recent attempts. That changes in this. This film is hilarious. I found this film really funny. I was genuinely, like, laughing out loud, really loudly, in a lot of points of this movie. All of the Forky I'm Trash stuff really works. Yeah. Every scene with Key and Peel is hilarious. That's a just a genius decision to... Well, I say it's genius. They they went and took two of the most successful comedic performers and put them in a film, and wow, amazing, they were funny. Um, but, um, yeah, I... And I yeah. love that because I love Pixar's humor. I think Pixar's humor is really good and it works so well for both adults and kids. It's very um, like Simpsons-like in its way, in that way where yeah. it works for kids on a certain level and adults will also find the same jokes that kids find funny. And also there will be other levels of things that adults will find funny that kids won't and things that kids will find funny that adults won't. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that is quite unique to only a few different... Um, uh, production companies um, and Pixar does it really, really well. So I was delighted that this was as funny as it was. Um, and then I had another point, and I forgot it, Alexander. I'm a big dum dum. There was some. There was the technical aspect Jamie, and the funny. Jamie, what did I say about using your bed talk? Okay, <laughs> can't use your sexy voice anymore. All right, stop using your sexy voice. Um, yeah, I like that. That was that was really one of my big main takeaways. That I just loved how funny this film was. And as you know, I'm. I'm a comedy boy. I like a giggle giggle. I like to do that. I like to have the fun. And so it was it was really nice to to see a very funny Pixar. Oh, that was the other thing. It was really nice to see another uh, a funny Pixar film again. Um I really liked what they did with the antagonist in this. The fact that Gabby Gabby yeah. doesn't is she's an antagonist. She's not a villain. And I yeah. like the shift they make there and that they make her sympathetic. Obviously that's not a revolutionary thing having sympathetic villains is is a very common trope but they do it really well and i really like the resolution of her arc even if it's a bit on the nose like that message of children can feel safer with with a toy in their hands like really like that that probably more emotionally affected me than than the actual end i thought that was a really sweet message um so yeah i think I, we'll we'll move on to ratings um unless you have anything else to say i mean you can add it in your, your final thoughts um people who have listened to this before of course know that we have uh three ratings uh we give the show um uh, we give the film um a rating out of five it sometimes goes higher than five it sometimes goes lower than zero uh we give tom hanks performance out of five which i actually think for all for all of our uh just complete ignoring of the numbers uh, i think that very rarely goes goes higher or lower than five or zero no the, um, this performance thing is the only the only actual valid so yes <laughs> um i think i think we might have given a six before i don't think either of us sure. have given a negative uh for for performance um and then there's the tom hanks dick meter how much of a dick is tom hanks's character in this film uh, that is all building up to uh, a graph that i'm gonna make to show show how we it was originally uh, was was constructed and thought of that tom hanks originally plays out starts out playing dickish characters and then slowly over his career like he becomes more america's dad and that wanes away um so we'll see. I wonder if the fact that sometimes we've given like 19s on the dick meter might make that graph unwieldy and difficult to read. Um, Jamie, what you haven't realised is that I've specifically done this. So at the end, the graph looks like a dick. 
<laughs> Incredible. Um, and then, of course, we decide whether it goes to the Hanks Bank. The collection of TV shows and movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth to join the United States for space. Um, I'm I'm at a kawinky dink here, Alexander, because uh, to go back over, uh, I gave six to Toy Story one. I gave four point five. <laughs> I gave you put it in my hand. Thanks, grateful. Uh, I gave four point five to Toy Story two, um, and I gave a seven to Toy Story three. I'm happy with that seven. I'm happy with it staying there. I think, but and and as as I said in our Toy Story three episode, I'm willing to accept because of the age I am like toy story 3 just holds a lot of nostalgia and sentimental value for me i was going to university the same year etc um so i'm fine with that seven but when i finished this i said that i thought it was the second best toy story film that was my immediate reaction afterwards i think toy story 3 is the best and i thought this was actually better than than toy story 1 and toy story 2 i thought it was funnier obviously the technical aspect makes a huge huge difference um i think pixar has really stepped up its game but now that i've now that i've now that i'm looking at the numbers i just want to throw out pixar basically did invent cgi they didn't didn't invent but they they effectively did invent cgi they've never had bad game all right yeah okay this is just this is just time has gotten better okay yes yes very fair very fair fair, it's not like they were shit toy story one they just shat out (laughs) (laughs) just made it over a weekend (laughs) dude just hit f press f for respect um so yeah, now looking at those, I said I thought it was the second best. I, I I think I still stand by that. But do I want to give it higher than a six? No. <laughs> like, no, of course I don't. So I'm really in a difficult position here. In fact, do I even want to give it higher than a 4.5, which is what I gave Toy Story 2? Do you think you gave Toy Story 1 to higher rating, maybe? No, maybe? Who knows, Alexander? This becomes very difficult for me. So I've got a number in there. And I and I <laughs> I might change it, so I'm actually going to pause at this point and let you do yours and see and see what happens. So I've got a number ask, in the spreadsheet. So I've given I gave Toy Story. Uh, you gave Toy Story three an eight. Uh, you cool. gave Toy Story two uh, a five, and I believe you gave Toy Story one a four. I will double check that. Yes, you gave Toy cool. Story one I a four. I will give it a five. I think um, it's a really good film. I enjoy it. It is definitely like again it is a family film and neither jamie or i uh you know currently has kids or is a kid um so in a way i I think again it it speaks the the power of these films that it works for us uh despite the fact that we are not in any way right now the target audience for this film i think i think as you said toy story 3 we were very much meant to be in the wider family of that film because we had grown up with it toy story 4 do you think Toy Story 4 was released for... They, they were, like, tracking along the same thing. So with Toy Story 3, we obviously accept that, like, they knew that the people who were young when Toy Story 1 came out would be going to university. Do you think that they think that people, like, a wide swath of people who were going to university when Toy Story 3 came out now have kids? No, but I almost think it's, that's the issue. It's not even necessarily about that. It's about empty nesters, right? Like, it's about feeling a little bit obsolete. Yeah. And, like, I think that's too big a jump for <laughs> yeah, yeah. in between yeah so i don't i don't think anyone who was a kid in toy story they might have kids but the film's not really about ha- like i guess forky is a little bit about having a kid but like it's not really even about that it's about like leaving like being okay to be an adult yeah and it's so yeah. i mean I, like, do, I, but, do, but, I, do i do i feel like okay say, to be an adult that's a good question I, I, alexander yeah as a bit uh, similar to you last week with the post 
this is a collection of incredibly good parts and it is a film which is probably about the sum of its parts but no it is not yeah. greater than that particularly but it, all the parts are worth a lot you know if i have five gold coins and five silver coins and eight nuts that you know all together that's that's a lot of money uh, and similarly these are some really good parts and they're put together and they are about as good as you'd expect those to be and maybe in some parts a little bit worse maybe in some parts a little bit better but overall a good film five i, I definitely prefer to toy, toy story one I I think I am therefore going to sit comfortable with my five. Uh, I'm 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 going to give it a five. I I still I th- I think it is better than Toy Story one. I think it is potentially the second best Toy Story. I don't know how controversial that is, um, but I think it is that But but I but I can't give it higher than a six. That would be ridiculous. No, I agree. It's not higher than a six. <laughs> I think the six for Toy Story one was punch. because I because, think we had had such a string of films you didn't like that you got to Toy Story one and you're like, finally a movie I've seen. Toy Story one was was a warm hug, and and it felt welcome at the time, and I will stand by my six. But of course, the terminal also has a six. And is this better than the terminal? No, it fucking isn't. So I will give it a five. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with a five for Toy Story 4. I think it is a very good film. I think anyone should watch it. I think you should purchase a 4K television and a an expensive yeah, Disney so Plus uh, streaming uh, service to allow you to stream it in 4K because it is gorgeous. Um, and therefore it should be watched for basically that reason. That 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 justifies it alone. Um, Tom Hanks' performance. Um, it's... It's good. It continues always, to be good. He's always good as Woody. Um, I think I've talked about... It's not as good as three, but the yeah. film is not as good as three, and therefore it's just a case of what the material has to work with. He gives a good performance as always five. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a 4.5 just because I, I think... You, you you don't do 0.5s, as we know, So, uh, but I want to symbolically put it less than Toy Story 3 because I think he's, he's he is better in Toy Story 3. However, and I think I bring this up every time we talk about Toy Story, I always find it very interesting that despite the fact that I have now seen fucking 80 tom hanks films over like one a week for the last 80 weeks um i still get lost in him being woody i don't i don't think oh that's tom hanks i think that's woody now my girlfriend did make a very solid point that may well be because my first introduction to tom hanks as a child was probably as woody so i probably have a stronger association from my childhood with Tom Hanks as Woody than Tom Hanks as a person. But I still think it is to his credit that that despite being a humongous actor, you you can look at him and think you can look at and watch this and think that's Woody. I'm listening to Woody talk. I'm not listening yeah. to Tom Hanks talk. And and I think I will say on that, like I think there are definitely, especially in later Tom Hanks performances, more so than his earlier awards roles. I think he does have roles where he if not completely fades away, but then, like, inhabits more fully some of his characters. Yeah, so, like, like Captain Phillips, I think he like very much the inhabits terminal. <laughs> Like the Terminal, sure. Alexander. He he is the man from Krakosia. <laughs> Krakosia. All right, Jamie, of course, we then move on to the dick meter. And yeah. you know what? He fucking abandoned his family. Yeah. He went, oh, I've got, I've got all these people I love, but... You know what? Fuck him. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna trash. jump. I'm gonna jump and out this caravan it, for a fucking sport. So I'm gonna give him a three, all right? Because he's trash. Yeah. Um, I I forgot anyone. because I mentioned the spork. Uh, one of my favorite jokes uh, in this film is when Sporky goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> the other toys 
put, put a spoon down on the table and they discuss and they're like, we should have gone with a fork. And like Buzz just goes, oh, a spoon is more visually consistent. <laughs> I just no, it's, oh, maybe the joke's different. It's Canada. something like that. What what does he say? In, so so it's like Bonnie is hugging the they've, they've literally like given him Bonnie's hugging the spoon. Yeah. And um they're like uh, Jesse's like oh should have gone with a fork. <laughs> to which Buzz goes, well the spoon is safer. Yes, <laughs> the spoon is safer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um and immediately Bonnie just goes this is a spoon <laughs> because of course. Um that's a really good joke in the film. Anyway, uh yeah, the Tom Hanks dick meter. Um so wait, did you give him a number? Um 3. 3. Um, yeah, I I do agree. Trash. He he does he does abandon his family. Um, he also um, like as you say, is like selfless to a fault, uh, and also I think like symbolically abandons Andy in this film. <laughs> like him leaving Bonnie is is him symbolically being like, well, if Andy ever comes back, who gives a shit? Um, so so I'm I'm gonna give him a strong four in this movie. I, I think Woody is actually kind of a dick through every. I think the only one where he's not is Toy Story three. I think yeah. I think Woody is actually. I like I wouldn't want to be friends with Woody. I think Woody's a twat. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I wouldn't want to be friends it with Woody because he's a point toy. That Jamie realizes he is Woody. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe that's that's what I reject so much is that I see so much of myself in him. It's true, um, Jamie. You are selfless to a fault. That is your course. biggest problem. It's of like course. you just give and you give and you yeah, give. Yeah, very famous. Um, and Alexander, is this movie going in your hangs bank? You go first. Oh, I don't, I don't like that response. I oh, um, yes, this film is going in my hangs bank. If nothing else, I think the the comedic aspects I think are brilliant. I think uh, the me and the me and all the baby Yodas we're gonna have a great time having a giggle giggle. Um, also, all the baby Yodas will learn that it's okay to feel safe with a toy, um, and all of the adults will be like, "Fuck me! Have you seen the lighting effects in this shit? Holy fuck!" Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's going in my hangs bank. Now, Alexander. Alexander, you already didn't put Toy Story 1 in your hands bank. If you end up with a 50% hit rate of Toy Stories being in your fucking hands bank, I'm going to be furious. Look, here's my thing. I, I have said, I've said this is a good film. I said I think it's better than uh, Toy Story uh, 1. I said I think it's as good as Toy Story 2. My issue is, and I have this problem with a lot of TV shows, is that you got to know when to end, right? And... I ultimately <laughs> when people are evaluating Toy Story, I don't think Toy Story 4 adds or takes away anything. I don't I don't think it makes it more or less culturally significant. It it made a load of money, but it it, it made very little impact. Um and I'm not putting it in my hands. Oh my, my god, Alexander, I'm furious. I am absolutely fuming. 50% of the Toy Stories are in your fucking hands. You gave it a five! That's the highest you can give it! What more do you want from this film? Uh, technically, I gave Toy Story 3 an eight, so I don't know. Um, but, but, I mean, that's what I want, right? Like, what what I... If you give me... Like, I don't know, if I fuck any... Like, the... the uh, caviar from the teat of a god, I'm not gonna want to eat fucking fish fingers afterwards, am I? Alright? Fish fingers can be good, but they're not fucking god teat caviar. Um, I'm not even sure what god teat caviar would be. God's on fish and caviar doesn't come from boobs. Um, no, it's, it's not going to the Hank's bag. It, it, it's a good movie and you may like it. And I would recommend... Uh, well, I'd recommend you go watch Toy Story 3 again. Um, like, 
if you make one of the best movies of all time and you sort of come back to it, like, it needs to be significantly different different enough and tell a different enough story that, like, I'm going to want to put in. And I, I, I think of the... If I were only to... Again, if what we're saying is, like, do I think this will save humanity? I don't think it's going to save humanity. I do think Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 could. So, this is the only time I've, I've been staring furiously at the spreadsheet, which is a common hobby of mine. <laughs> This is the only time a film given five or higher has not gone in the hangs bank because that makes no sense. It's a rating of zero to five if you give it a five. So, Alexander, when one of us does not put something in their hangs bank, they must decide something else that they're going to present to the aliens this week. I'm to, to keep them happy until next week. So what fucking birthday present are you going to give to this? I know it's your birthday but this week, but this is the worst birthday present you could have got me. <laughs> um, what are you going so to present gonna, to the aliens this week? I'll, I'll do them a favour. I'll give them another Pixar film and a film that I think uh, teaches them a lot about... Uh, I don't think I've done this one before. But teaches them a lot about humanity and growing up and uh adventure and you know being older but not being obsolete i'm gonna put up in my hanks bank i think up is one of the best films of all time i think up is as good if not better than toy story 3 up is genuinely in my like top five movies of all time um it is so beautiful it is a showcase for how you don't need to be uh for how like cgi animation doesn't have to be literal um and can in fact be very like beautiful when it is not trying to represent like literal things which i think is fantastic it, it's score is made if i still go oh man it makes me cry anytime um i'll walk down the aisle to my wedding at that jamie all right i don't walk down the aisle at wedding i'm i'm not getting given away Weddings are weird, you know what I mean? Anyway, up's way better than Toy Story 4, guys. Let's talk about an old man with a cane, a big bird, and a chubby kid who likes adventure. Adventurers out there, but not in Toy Story 4, you nerds. <laughs> That's right. The thing you loved from a child, which is older now, you need to let go, alright? The pa- like the past is dead, let it die. What's that thing Kylo Ren says in the best Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi? The past is dead, let it die, who cares? The past is dead, let it die. That doesn't seem like the line he says. I don't even know. We all know The Last Jedi is the best, and of course, Toy Story 4 is the worst. You gotta let these franchises die, guys. Let's get some original IP in there. Alright? When you give me gold titty caddy PR, I don't want no fish fingers anymore. Of course, Jamie's about to implode. I think I've broken him as a human being. You can follow us at Hanks Bank Pod. You can follow us, find us on Facebook at Hanks Bank. You can find us on Instagram, even though we don't use it. You can follow me at Jamie P. Loxton. You can follow Al at Al underscore season underscore stuff. You could probably follow us because our, our our Twitter names aren't going to change, whereas depending on what we decide to change the name of the podcast to, <laughs> the other Twitter name might have changed by this point if you're listening to this like three weeks later or like a year later, like I know my brother is because he's only on episode like 12. Hello, Chris, in the year 2021. Um, yeah, and, and just go and do that and let us know if you think that Well is Will, there's Anne Hathaway is a good name for a thing. And let us know if you think we should change the name of the podcast to Blank Spank. 
where we fill in the blank on each season. So it's going to be blank, 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 blank season. Or, or we're not going to keep Hank's blank, you know, whatever. And, and you know, guys, maybe... It's going to run out of the clock. Just tweet at Jamie, hashtag run out of the clock, if you think we should keep the name Hank's blank. Tweet at Al, right. telling him that I'm he doesn't deserve a birthday this year, guys. please. Tweet at Al and tell him that he's trash. Tweet at Al and send him gifts of fucking yeeting people in the garbage where he belongs. Um, tweet at me saying that I'm right and I'm correct always and that I'm an incredibly selfless human being. <laughs> From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. Our listeners are like you and me, Jamie. Trash. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm dying. Hands back.